BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. This is the Sean Baker Orchestra with Which Way to Radio Land.
guys, it's Mark Striegel of Talking Metal. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. Hope everyone's staying safe, staying healthy. That's what's important. Keeping the social distancing thing going for now. <laughs> I'm out of my mind. Anyways, it's great to catch up with old friends during this uh, this time. And this is a guy I've known for a, a while at this point. Since, wow, at least since I think 2007. Good friend of mine, Rob Dukes. He is the leader vocalist of Generation Kill, which is an awesome band. He's put out so much great music through the years, including the stuff with Exodus. Uh, One of my favorite eras, if not my favorite era of Exodus, is the Rob Dukes era for sure. So so much great stuff. So let's do this. Let's talk with Rob Dukes. He's been sick. He's going to tell us about how his recovery is going. I'm going to let him tell us about that. But uh, let's, uh, let's, let's jam a tune going into this, and we'll jam a tune going out. This is from Exodus. We're going back to 2007. This is Riot Act, followed by my interview, or I almost call it a conversation, with, with Rob Dukes.
Hey, it's Mark Striegel of Talking Metal and calling in an old friend of the podcast who's been on many times before, a guy that I knew we had to check in with during this strange time in our in our history, Rob Dukes. Rob, how are you, man? I'm pretty good, dude. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm all right, yeah. man. I'm just, you know, I, a range of emotions going from first like fear to and then I was like kind of angry. And now I'm just like, I feel like I'm just bouncing off the walls a little bit, you know, so I uh, yeah. I, I desperately want to at least see that light at the end of the tunnel, but I don't feel like we're quite there yet. You know what is the so you're like in the epicenter, like you're in New York, New Jersey, those are two pretty bad spots. I'm out here in, in uh, Arizona. Right. And um, I, I just don't want people to get, you know, sucked into this, uh, you know, sense of, of false security. Like, oh, it's, you know, it's, you know, because after a while you just, you know, because you look out your window and it's fucking, you know, beautiful out and chirp, chirp. Right. And there's birds just singing and, and like you don't see and it's not a, a fucking war zone. But, you know, from, you know, from what I read and, you know, what I listen to and, you know, following the experts on this stuff, not just fucking any talking head douchebag. Right. Um, scary fucking time. My sister's a doctor. She's terrified. My mom's a nurse. My buddy Mike wow. is a nurse. And they are all like, this is no joke. They're yeah. all terrified. They're terrified to go to work and uh, terrified to be around their family. So, you know, and then, I, you know, I, on my own, I realized, man, they don't close pro sports if nothing's going on. Yeah, yeah, that it's major. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. They don't close the Right, yeah, no, very true. Yeah, so <laughs> once they stopped hockey and basketball, I was like, oh, yeah, this is real. Yeah. You know, I'm, you know so unfortunately, I live in a, in a very red state that um, – it's very wild west out here, dude. People are just, they don't, they're, they don't, they don't give a fuck, man. They're, yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, yeah, you know, which I don't get, but I get it. You know what I mean? You know, you can only, you can only act upon the information that you have. And if you're only getting your information from like one or two places, then, you know, then that's what your beliefs are built upon, you know? And then fortunately for myself, um, you know, being raised by educated parents who you know told me to question authority i uh, i get my information from multiple multiple places and um you know and then talking to people who are in the middle of it also tell me uh you know what's really going on and, and right. so you know anyway uh but other than that man I'm, I'm hanging in there dude i'm you know i live you know uh i live alone now so it's kind of like i've just been sitting home and reading and writing music and working on my car and you know so yeah awesome awesome cool yeah i i feel like I, i'm i know people are bored and people are you know complaining about stuff but I, I honestly for me with the kids and stuff it's just man it's been busier than ever and i'm like you know freaking out like okay i can't order milk anywhere you know it's like so i'm spending like an hour hours a day like my my wife we we just got a milkman he's supposed to come here in like a week and a half but it's just like uh, yeah i mean if you would have told me that i can't find a loaf of bread in north jersey you know 
um, in in 2020, I would I would I would have told I would have told you you're crazy. But I mean, that's where we're at. I mean, it's like it's like I've never experienced this. You know, I'm like pouring my kids like a half a glass of juice, you know, just because I don't want to dump any of it out. So it's it's a weird time. We are recording this with Rob Dukes of Generation Kill, ex Exodus vocalist Rob Dukes on April 8th. Now, Rob, you're originally from the East Coast. You're a New York guy. Yeah. I know a lot of times people are like, oh, he's from San Francisco. No, no, you're a New York guy who yeah. Yeah. moved out. You never actually moved to San Francisco, actually. No, you, you always kind of stayed in New York. Uh. Well, so I was living in L.A. I was living okay. in L.A. I lived in L.A. for like three years. I left uh, in uh, after um, after nine eleven. About uh, is that where Gary is now? Is Gary Holton in L.A. or is he in San Francisco? No, Gary's in uh, Sacramento. Sacramento, okay. Yeah, and, and Tom is in north, north, even north of Sacramento, up by Mount Lassen, and and uh, Jack is uh, in Nashville. And Lee is living in the Bay Area. Lee is the only one living in the Bay Area. So okay, and Zed, I guess, yeah, Zed. Um, so um, <clears throat> I, I actually was living in LA when I when I got asked to to join Exodus. So I didn't. Uh, I decided to just stay in LA. But I spent so much time in San Francisco. I'd go there for like months at a time for rehearsals and the writing and all that shit. And then I moved back to New York after a couple tours. Uh, you know, I, I was. You know, I wasn't. I was single, so I would like get off the tour and I just kind of go on vacation for a week or so, or right. I'd go see my friends in New York, or I'd go see my mom in Florida, or my dad, you know. And I, so I, you know, um, I would just travel around, and then eventually I, I ended up staying, moving back to New York, and living there full time until about uh, you know five years ago when I moved to Arizona. I came, I came to Arizona on vacation and uh, and just liked it here, so. Um, but, uh, San Francisco is awesome. And I, I fucking love that city. Very right. expensive and, and yeah. but very, you know, I'm just, you know, I had some really good friends. I made some really good friends that'll, you know, I still like a lot of good friends in LA and, you know, with, you know, with, with social media, it's much easier to stay in touch with everyone without having to call them all the time. You know, you kind of yeah. know what they're doing. And so, you know, um, anyway. And have you heard I from mean, Gary own- at all? Cause of course we have read that yeah. he had COVID-19. Yeah, he he uh, he had it and he got better. Chuck had it and he got better. His wife had also and uh, Will was it. Will was hospitalized. Uh, I got it on March third, um, and uh, pretty much uh, ended up in the hospital, but only for uh, like twelve hours. And then I uh, I got quarantined for two weeks at home wow. and uh, was uh, on steroids and, and a bunch of different other drugs to try to. Uh, keep me from getting uh, pneumonia, and um, so that's what I did. I just uh, I stayed home <clears throat> for a couple weeks, and I had like really bad bronchitis. I wasn't, but like I was coughing so much that it, it like hurt my chest and my my throat was all tore up. I was like coughing blood and um, just uh, couldn't sleep, achy, feverish for like the first week, and then you know um, I just kept drinking a ton of fucking water. That's right. kind of what I did. I was drinking like a ton of water and it was really kind of hard to eat and just kind of, but then as soon as I got better, I fucking went on a fucking tear. I really? probably put on 10 pounds. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you told me, you told, we were talking a, a while ago and you were telling me that like, just like taking a shower was like just taking it out of you and you'd be exhausted. Just yeah, from man. That so li- at one Right. At one point I, I, w- I was in the shower and I just, I had to like go lay down. I was like, all right, I'm done. 
I made, I took a cold shower to try to cool my body off. And then I just went and laid in bed. And then another time I, I was, I was laying on the couch and, um, I kind of said, Oh, you know what? I got that thing in my car. Let me go grab that. It was a, I needed a wire for my phone. And I was like, Oh, let me grab that fucking, I wanted, uh, uh, I had my wireless head thing in, in the car. And I was like, Oh, let me go grab that. And I just walked to my car, which is probably, you know, 50 feet. And by the time I got to my car and got back, I had to go lay down for an hour because I was just so exhausted. It was just, it was like, it was, it was brutal, man. I've been sick a bunch of times, man. But that's the sickest you've ever been, you said, right? I've never been, it's the sickest I've ever been in my life. I was, it was, it was completely debilitating. And, you know, um, and then finally I woke up one day and uh, after taking a a buterol, which is like a, a steroid like inhaler i had like a like like an inhaler like a asthma um like an asthmatic person would use and i got a buterol i got and i was doing that every four hours and then i was taking um two other like uh steroid uh also and um a cough suppressant and eventually uh i woke up one day and i felt better i woke up felt, but I, I you know my birthday i fucking had like 27 years of sobriety like missing out. I had all these things. My friends were all gonna. We were all gonna kind of meet up and right. like, you're kind of, you're fucking old as fuck. But you know, for me, like my birthday doesn't mean shit. But you know, being sober for 27 years was kind of yeah. You know, every year it means yeah, man. Thanks. I, I, every year it means something to me. It's like uh, like I'm proud of it. You know. So I usually go out to uh, to a bar and not drink. No, I'm kidding. Okay. I usually just kind of hang out and. <laughs> With my friends and uh, anyway, so I, I didn't get to do any of that. I've been because I, I was home and then right. so you know, and then I've just been playing it cool since, man. I'm fucking. Do you have any idea where you picked it up? I went to see Overkill on on Sunday, March second or first, and by March fifth, I was a fucking mess. Wow. Four or five days. I, I, I by Thursday, dude. I went home. I, I saw Overkill and. Uh, um, uh, exhumed and, and like you know a couple bands on, on. I went to see Bobby and hung out with Bobby, and then you know hung out, watched the crowd. I mean it, at that at that time there was no, there was nothing. I mean it was it was like this vague thing on the news. Like no one was really talking about it at all. Enough to to make me even contemplate maybe I shouldn't go to a concert. I didn't even think of it twice. So I went and Bobby was actually had a had a cold. Anyway, so I was like, all right. So I, I didn't. Uh, we just hung out for a while, and then and then I went and saw the show. And Overkill was awesome, as as usual. And then uh, by Wednesday, I didn't feel good. And Thursday at work, I was like, I was just fucked. And by Thursday afternoon, I was like, I I gotta go home. I went home, and on um, Saturday, I went to see my doctor, and he said, Yeah, you got bronchitis. You got like a, a lung and uh, upper respiratory infection. And you should take this. And he gave me a drug to take. And then we, um, uh, and then he said, if you're not ready by Tuesday, give me a call back. And when I called him back, he said, go to the hospital. So I ended up in the hospital that night. Um, so, and I was there for 12 hours. I was hooked up to like a, 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 a not a, a, it wasn't a, a ventilator, but it was a, a machine that was pumping a butyrol into my lungs, wow. um, which a butyrol is a, uh, like a steroid to to free up the the shit that captures your lungs. That's what it has. 
And what this COVID-19 does is it, it, it gets in your lungs, it gets in the hairs. And instead of having um, mucus, like, you know, like when you get sick and you cough up shit, yeah. you know, you get like green or brown or, or yellow or whatever. They always ask you, what color is it? You know, cause they can tell like what, what you have based on what color. Well, I didn't have any of that. Mine was fucking, um, I didn't have anything. I wasn't coughing up in anything. It was like, it was a dry, shitty, hacky cough. It was the worst, man. You can't sleep. It just keeps you up. <clears throat> but then I started coughing blood and then I started, and like I said, dude, it hurt like a motherfucker to, to, to take a full breath in and you just, you just, it was just fucking miserable, wow. miserable. Anyway. So, yeah. uh, the drugs, they, what COVID-19 does, it hardens the, the mucus on your, onto your lungs and then no air can get through. And that's what suffocates. So basically what it's doing is it suffocates people to death. Yeah. It, mu- it must be a miserable way to die because not being able to take a full breath and like being out of breath, just walking 20 feet or 30 feet was was fucking brutal. So right. anyway, right. um, but you're but, uh, better now. You're back to 100 uh, percent. I'm not 100 percent. I'm probably 90 uh, percent. Right. Okay, um, I still have headaches. I still have headaches every day. I get like a headache if I uh, strain myself. So I haven't, uh, I was, you know, as I just started to like work out and fucking, I was uh, doing, you know, working out kettlebells again. And I started lifting again, like, uh, you know, and um, I was thinking about, you know, um, going and doing jujitsu with my buddy. My buddy's uh, been doing it for a couple months and he, he wanted me to come do it with him. So I was, I was going to do that. I was just, so I started lifting and trying to, uh, you know, get a little, get in a little better shape to go do that. And then, uh, and then that happened. So, um, but I'm not ready to, to work out just yet. I actually, uh, I actually been, so I went to work by myself on Saturday at my, at my shop and, uh, worked on my car. I've been work. I've been restoring this 76 Corvette, um, and, um, for myself. And, uh, so I was doing that. I worked like six or seven hours. And when I got home, I was fucking exhausted. So, uh, right, but I've, I've watched The Mandalorian three times now. Yeah, well, let's talk about thing. that. Yeah, let's definitely. Yeah. I, I've watched it twice through. Um, okay, but let, let's talk about that. But let's get first a quick update on Generation Kill. What's going on with the band? Okay, so right now they are going into track drums. They are starting uh, next week. Uh, we've hooked up with a uh, um, a couple a guy in New York, and then they're going to go in. So. Uh, this this guy was able to he doesn't need anyone else to, so Zeus is gonna gonna put this all together but so we're gonna go track the drums in New York so they're gonna go in and it's it's just one guy so they're, they're they didn't close the studio but they've been very selective of who they're gonna allow in they're not allowing like rehearsals and a bunch of bands um, what this is it's a uh, it's a four play room rehearsal place. Okay. But it has a studio, and what they do is they block off. If somebody's doing studio time and they need it quiet, they don't. They they cut the other bands off from these from this time. So anyway, there's no bands in there. So they're going to go in and they're going to do uh, the drums. That's starting uh, next week or earlier in the week after. I can't okay, remember cool. the exact date. So everything's so written, gonna... ready to go. Yeah. yeah cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's wow, fucking nice. awesome. It's fucking. Yeah, and there has been some ourselves. lineup changes. I guess it's been a little while, a little while since. No, it, it, well, yeah, they were. It's back. The only person uh, is left is the is the old bass player left, and right. we got uh, the guitar player's brother to come in and play bass. Okay, all and, right. Uh, 
that's so we you know we that's what we did we just replaced the bass player gotcha uh which you know most big players like parsley anyway no one gives a fuck right i mean unless you're yeah. getty lee you know right I mean, or john Entwistle. yeah um yeah, yeah. so that cool, was a man. joke i mean it's very kind of like, <laughs> 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 i realized that it was yeah anyway right. i used to call jack gibson that all the time like you like fucking parsley dude one time jack fucking somebody jumped up and hit the microphone stand and he was standing in front of it and the mic hit him in the teeth right and he fucking got and he he had to go so he stopped playing and he left the stage and went and sat down for the rest of the song like in the hallway like off stage left you know what i mean like there was like a door he went through the door and he kind of just sat there um and nobody noticed we didn't notice nobody <laughs> in the band was like no really <laughs> yeah, was, so we all started laughing we're like I didn't even know you were gone. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So anyway, right. I used to always call him a piece of parsley. You're like, you're like parsley, dude. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's where we're at with that. Uh, cool. Lyrics are done. Fucking melodies are mostly done. And, you know, so now I just got to go in the studio and make the magic happen. So. Um, right. Yep. And, and, and are you working uh, on any solo stuff too? I know we, we got some songs by just Dukes yeah. a number of years, two years ago or so. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been, I, I, been slowly doing it man you know i mean i have so many i wish i just did music for a living it's it's kind of difficult having a full-time job and um and and doing music uh what it does is it 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 takes away your um the time that you would normally have to 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 write music is you know that's that's why you know musicians are usually broke because they're you know music that takes up so much of your your emotions and your thinking and all that. It's, you know, it's it, for anything. I mean, I guess some people can do it where they can do multiple things and multitask. And, but you know, you can't like, okay, I get off work at, at six o'clock. I'm going to go home. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to eat dinner. And then I'm going to, I'm going to write a song, you know, like, like inspiration doesn't happen that way. You can't like force it. It's kind of, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you keep practicing and you like, you know, I, I practice and I practice and I practice and then inspiration kind of happens. And then you, and then, you know what I mean? That's kind of how, how, how it fucking goes. Right. It's not, and I can't, for me, that's how it works for me. I, if I sit yeah. down and force myself to write something and I go, okay, I'm going to, you know, it's usually, it's usually comes out shit. You know, it's usually something that, um, that I'm not happy with, but I do formulate ideas and, and, um, I do, you know, randomly think of shit. And I usually have a, I have a recorder in my phone, like a thing, and I just fucking. So I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll just, you know, talk then. You know, right. I just put it in my phone, and then I'll come back to it. So I have notebooks full of fucking, you know, notes and songs and ideas and you know, fucking names. I yeah. thought of a name today. I wrote down. I thought of a name today. I saw this. This video on flatworms, how they, so flatworms are, are asexual. They, they have, they have, all of them have penises, right? They have actually, they okay. have peni, they have two penises, right? And what they do is when they, when they, what they do is they fight and whoever is able to stab the other one through its skin, like not even like a hole, they just got to burrow their dick into the other one. Okay. Whoever wins, whoever whoever does the burrowing they they're the male and then the female has to fucking go live a life of being a, a female and then have all the eggs and stuff wow and that's, <laughs> that's the, the life crazy of a flatworm. 
All right. <laughs> flatworm. Wow. Yeah. So and that so so I called it. Uh, well, I think it was violent insemination. Yeah. So, All right. Oh, that'd be that'd be a good punk band name. You know. So I wrote that down. Yeah, I mean, what you're describing there sounds like a a character from maybe minus the the penis, because I know Star Wars is, you know, PG or at least PG-13. But it sounds like something out of of Mandalorian, which, again, I've watched twice. And the, the creatures, the... The way that that it puts you in that Star Wars universe, I just thought was just top notch and done so well. And I felt like, I mean, you know, the movies, the newer movies, especially the J.J. Abrams ones. I mean, they're, 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 there's a fast editing style to them. They're cut fast. The one thing I yeah. and I have no problem with that. But the one thing I did like about The Mandalorian, which even took me back, you know, to that original trilogy vibe is their slow edits. There, there's not, I mean, there's some of the battle scenes, they will, will cut a little bit faster, but there's also nice long shots, which you don't get much in the, the, the newer Star Wars movies, at least maybe a little bit in Rogue One, but in the J.J. Abrams one. So I, and just all the little nods with the, the, you know, going back to Tatooine and there's just so much great stuff there uh, i wanted to get your opinion right. on it you said you watched the series three times three times and um so like i agree with you on the the newer movies i it's i it's i i like them it's i'm not shitting on them in any way shape or form they are you know the the whole story is still a, a grand story that I, I you know that i cherish and always have right um rogue, rogue one was my favorite of the newer that and Solo were actually really I, good. Yeah, really Solo was really, really good, and so many people didn't even give it a chance, you know, but Solo, Solo was, was good. Solo was fucking great. Yeah, people were, like, shitting on, like, oh, well, he's not Hanso- he's not Harrison Ford. Like, like lighten up, dude. What are you, it, this is for eight-year-olds. Like, are you fucking kidding me? This is a story for teenagers. This isn't a story for a, you know, 50-year-old guy. You know, I just, I, I just, you know, right. whatever, man. Like, yeah. like that didn't, that doesn't matter. The story was great. I loved the introduction of Chewbacca. It was fucking fat. It was absolutely, it was great. That was so good. Whereas the Mandalorian, so you and I have spoken at, at depth. We've spent hours and upon hours speaking about, uh, you know, the, the after books, the books that, that we, that come after. And there's Tales from the Bounty Hunter, which I, I, I think you've read. Haven't you read that? Yeah, Tales well, I didn't read Hunter. that one. I read Tales from Jabba's Palace, which you told me to read. Okay. That was great. Yeah. Yes. So there's one called Tales from the Bounty Hunter, which gives all the bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back. They're all standing on the upper shelf, and, and, and Vader says, no disintegrations. And they're all standing there. There's Bosk and Ajin and, you know, and all, you know, all those. So, so... IG88 was such an interesting series. So I, I didn't I tell you, to, I, I know I told you to read Tales of the Bounty Hunter. Yeah, you probably did. I, did. I didn't. I haven't okay. read it, but yeah. So here's what you can do for if for anybody listening who gives a fuck, or and and you can do this right after Mark. Go Google, um, Tales of Bounty Hunter IG88, and it will give you the story of IG88, which is a story that I read probably in 19. 19- 99 or whatever the right. fuck it was read I, I wrote i read it immediately i've had a i've had a tattoo of ig8 right the uh, early 2000 on you your know? leg right um, yeah. he, or is it on yeah, your, yeah he's my favorite character 
there's actually four IG88s. Four of them were built, and when you, the, the, the so it basically it's a robot. And the moment that it became self-aware, it killed everybody in the room. It killed everyone that designed it. And then it fucking went on this fucking just destructive path through through the universe. And when you see the Mandalorian, the first episode, and IG comes onto the screen, I was, dude, I was blown away. Yeah, I, it was such a fucking great character to have. And then the fact that they bring the character back through Nick Nolte, and and he redesigns, yeah, to rebuilds him, reprograms, yeah. Oh my god, dude, that was so fucking awesome. I mean, it just the the whole story itself is is killer. I mean, you know, the the baby Yoda is awesome. I hope they give it a name so we can stop calling it Baby Yoda. Um, it's it's a it's a killer character. That's not something that, that was ever in any of the other books that I read. I've, I've maybe I've missed it, but there was never a, another uh, creature from from uh, you know another being of that creature, whatever wherever it comes from. Right. Um, well, the there was. I think there was you know, in Phantom Menace. There's like a, a shot of another one of another another one that's I forget what that species is called, but there's another one of them in in Phantom Menace. I may be mistaken wow. about that, but I think there's like maybe. a brief shot it's, of it. Yeah, but, I've been waiting for my buddy. He has a version of that. He's gonna. He said he was always gonna send me. He took out all the love story of oh. the first. Of the first three, yeah, I, so I, I used to have that. I may have that on a hard drive somewhere, but yeah, it's like a, a, they edited t- together all three movies and took out like the bad stuff. Yeah, yeah. They took out all the love story. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on on? Well, first of all, I I loved how this is like seven years after Return of the Jedi, right? So. The the fact that I love that you're seeing like in the early episodes, the stormtroopers, you know, they're scuffed up the the what was the Empire, you know, is is really down and out. You know, they're 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 on the underground. I loved that. Yeah, they're the rebels. Yeah, Yeah, they're the underground rebels. Yeah. But they have like they have some good technology and they have like when the when the when the ones that are dressed in black come with that big Gatlin gun when they're inside the bar before they go into the tunnels, but when he gets his, uh, finally gets all his new armor. Right. You know, before they get to that, into, into the lava lake where IGAD actually, a spoiler alert, he actually uh, kills himself to save them. Um, right before the end, you know, the end with the, with, uh, I forget the dark, uh, Grant, uh, Moff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The guy who then flies the, the black guy. Yeah. 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 yeah Moff, whatever. He's so, so before all right, so when he brings all that new group, you're like, oh, so there is there is some people building the empire now. If you were to read the book, uh, the Tales of the Mandalorian, which is uh, the the story of Boba Fett, it actually starts the moment uh, Han Solo hits his jetpack and turns the flight on and makes him go into the pit of uh, Carcoon. The the story starts right there. So okay. he basically survives that. He gets out, but he loses his armor, all his Mandalorian armor. He's, he's actually he gets saved by another bounty hunter. He gets out of the pit. He kills the 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 pit of Carcass. He blows it up with a grenade. He climbs out, almost dies in the desert. Somebody saves him, and then he goes and gets a new ship, a new armor. And it's a three book story. It's called the 
the, the Mandalorian, and it's the, it's three stories, man. It's three books. Now, this is and an old story? Awesome. This is like an old from... Yeah, this is old, man. This is from like the early 2000s, uh, late 90s. Okay. It's fucking brilliant, dude. It's great, man. It's by uh, Kevin Anderson. is one of the main writers. I think he wrote he wrote most of the Tales of the Bounty Hunter stuff and Tales from Jabba's Palace. Like he's Kevin Anderson was like a, a prolific writer for uh, the Star Wars after universe after Return of the Jedi. So this this takes place. That's what this story is. Then there's another story that a book that's called Tales of the Bounty Hunter, which is basically each character each bounty hunter had its own story. Like Boss, the lizard guy that he, uh, that that Bosk, he fights. Yeah. Every, yep. I had the so figure. I had the Star Wars figure, Bosk. Right, right. So yeah. Bosk was a was a lizard. It was a group of, of, of people. It was a. They were from a planet. They were all lizard people, but they were they were Wookiee hunters. And what they did was they would chase Wookies down and fucking kill them for their pelts, like we did wow. the beavers and yeah, yeah. So when when so at one point, uh, Boba Fett uh, has he he gets on Bosk's ship at, at some point. In this bounty hunter book, and on the wall is just pelt after pelt. It looks like a like a clothing store. Wow. Like how many guy goes? I just need Chewbacca, and I'll have the rest. That's kind of was Boss' whole deal. Is he was hunting down Chewbacca, and uh, it, it's fucking awesome, dude. It's, it's such a good story. Wow. Yeah. So, wow, that's awesome. so the Mandalorian he kills a bunch of those creatures in in this in the Mandalorian, which was awesome. Like wow, they're bringing back all that shit. Yeah. You know, so, you know. I can't say enough about John Favreau. I mean, he has just become, I mean, from swingers to, uh, you know, starting off and then being an actor and acting in like he was <laughs> like, he's done some really good acting roles. That I thought he was funny in, but as a director and as a writer, I mean, he is just, he is just, uh, he had a show called dinner with five, which was, he would sit around with other movie directors and, and actors and talk. And it was such a great show. It was on, I think, IFC or Sundance. And it was a show that lasted for a couple of years. But um, his, his, he wrote this. I'm, I'm so glad that he's in control and not, um, even though I know he's going through Disney, but they, it looks like they've given him free reign. And they're using different directors for every show. But it, so each one has like a little different feel to it, even though it's the, the one story. When the fucking Stormtrooper punched Baby Yoda in the face, dude, I, don't, I haven't laughed that hard in a really long time. The first yeah. time he did it's it. When, good when he's in the he bag, punched. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I laughed so hard because I like, that's like, yeah, that, that made me, uh, yeah, happy. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> and so, and the the other thing, the cantina bar scene um, where they go into what I I, yeah. I I think is the cantina bar. I mean, and they're, they're th it's not it's not as like rocking as it was back in the seventies. I no, even think, well, yeah, well, it's not back in, in the bar, it's a robot. Yeah, it's yeah. a yeah, it's a droid, and yeah. and it's ironic because it's, you know in New Hope, it's like oh, we don't serve their kind, and here <laughs> their kind is now yeah. serving, which I thought was just yeah. brilliant, and and it's sterile, Absolutely. and it reminded me of like well, okay, Times Square in the seventies, you know, it was it was a crazy scene, uh, you know, in the, uh, in the Times Square in the eighties, in the seventies, that that was danger back then but then when they drove you know the mafia out of town and you know corporate came in and it reminded me okay well the, the you know the hut the hut 
people are gone, and this is what happened. It was like it was like it was like a boring place. I don't want to hang out at the cantina bar anymore. You know, it's like so. I thought that was even little things like that. I thought were just brilliant. Oh, totally, man. Yeah. And who is Baby Yoda? Like, what what's the deal? Is it like a cloned thing? Like Yoda's long dead at this point. So you know, it does drive me crazy that we're all calling him Baby Yoda because it's not Yoda. Well, here's the deal, right? Or is it? But, but in but in in Empire, when he when Luke says something, he goes, "Well, you've been around eight hundred years. Tell me how good you'll look." You know, he right. said that. So he was eight hundred nine hundred years old. Mm-hmm. So and it makes sense that he's fifty years old and he's a fucking baby. Right. Must, right. You know, just it. So uh, you, know, you know, hopefully, and uh, I mean, I mean, granted, now they're going to have all this fucking time. They're going to have to. Start doing content where they're just releasing movies that are going directly to, so that you can watch a movie that's in a movie theater at home now, like the next right. day. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully, they're going to want to push content because you know at this point I'm ready to delete my my Disney Plus, you know, but I I want to I keep Your subscription over yeah. and over again. Yeah. You know, because I I don't fucking need it, but if yeah. they you know keep me fucking, they better entice me to keep it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, they they put that new season of Clone Wars up there, right? And yeah, got all the Marvel yeah. stuff, and yeah, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, sure. exciting stuff. I mean, we definitely had a, a good year for Star Wars with the, uh, you know, the last the last six months really with Mandalorian yeah. and with. Uh, the rise of the Skywalker, ending, yeah, the, yeah, which I, yeah, I really I enjoyed. Sure. I mean, I know the, the I critics kind of hit it. it hard. I thought so much stuff was really wrapped up nicely at the end, um, and here's I truly about, enjoyed here's that. Here's the thing about reviews, right? And I don't know if you if we agree. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Like, right. it, I just make my own determination. And if you, if we don't agree, if we can't see, I don't fucking care. It doesn't it doesn't bother me. You know what I mean? It's just like music and it, everything is personal to everybody. And if, if you have, you know, if you're going to pick it apart, you're going to fucking ruin it. Then just, yeah, okay, cool. Right. If, if, if that's, if that makes you happy, then that, that's what you need to do in your life. I don't choose to do that. I choose to sit there and I remember that, you know, this story started when I was fucking eight, nine years old. And that's where I put myself when I watch it. It's not for a 52 year old man. It's for a nine year old. Right. And that's where I go when I watch it. I don't, I don't let the the acting ability of whatever actors and storylines. Like, I just want it to be. I want it to, to be the story that I knew that it was going to be, and you know, and uh, it lived up to that in every every place. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, hey man, we'll put your kids to bed. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna let you go, but thanks yeah. for checking in with us on Talking Metal yeah. and stay safe. And uh, man, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, it sounds like. Hey, if you need anything, man, if you if you if you if you want to, you know, text me if you want. If you're gonna order some books to read, and if you need, if you need something, man, fucking tell me, and I'll fucking ship it out to you. Oh, okay, awesome. Whatever you need. Well, I appreciate that. You know, yeah, I really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, because we're going. To, like I said, I'm busy, but I'm I'm just like I I just want to go out and like. B- go to like buy a sandwich at the deli you know it's just like it's like the yeah. stuff like that it's just like it's nutty well but... it hasn't been nice to have more time with your kids and like more time with the wife and everyone's kind of like i mean that's a few of my friends have said that a few of my friends said hey, it's been nice to not because my friend travels for work and he was like dude it's been nice to be home every day and just 
yeah, just to be with my kid. We go walk around this block. We fucking take a walk at night. We sat, we watched the moon. We fucking had a fire in the yard. We we set up a tent and we had we went camping in the yard. Yeah. And we fucking watched a movie on the garage. I was like, dude, that sounds like a. He goes, yeah, man. Fuck. Normally, I don't have time for that shit. You know, I miss. You know, so this it's been nice to be home. I was like, oh, all right. I yeah. go, you know. Maybe like for the first oh. week. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm like done. I, I just feel bad for my kids. They have the the possibly the stupidest teacher of their entire education currently teaching them. That's me. You know, thank God my yeah. wife. She blocks out like a time, little time around her lunch break. She comes out, and I feel like that's where they're really getting the education. But I'm well, like, you know a, what, man, you should do is just you know give them a summer off and right. teach them. Star Wars. Like exactly. Star well, Wars. Yeah, yeah, we we watched uh, Mandalorian, you know, together during this uh, this nice. quarantine, nice. and uh, my my uh, youngest son just loves it. Uh, they both love it, but uh, my nine year old son. Yeah. It's funny you said nine year old because he's nine years old and he just he loves the Mandalorian. He's going around yeah. cranking the music. He loves the music. I love. I thought the mu- at first I didn't know if I liked the music, and then I was like, yeah, it works. It's like kind of Rocky esque yeah. almost. You know, it's uh, there's nothing there's nothing about it i don't like yeah. I, I have i have really nothing negative to say about it whatsoever except for i had to wait every week that was like that was like i wanted to yep. if if i had the ability i would have watched all of them in one day i probably would have fucking taken a day off work and said hey i can't come in today what are you doing i just can't come in today i got i got a thing and right. then i would have watched all of them but i had to wait each week and I, same thing with the outsider. Do you watch the outsider yet? No, everyone's telling us to. But yeah, well, it's very good, dude. Yeah. Very, very, very fucking good, man. I mean, okay. So anyway, so I, you know, but anyway, like waiting week to week, you haven't had to do that since for a long time because you normally you just get everything, you know. So, but I watched that. By the way, the new Louis C.K. stand-up special is fucking phenomenal. Where is that? Netflix. New, no, it's on his website, louisck.com. Okay. Right. Um. Uh, the new uh, Tom Segura uh, ball hog is awesome. The new Burt Kreischer is awesome. Uh, there's a lot of good stand-up specials out there. I know that uh, that Ricky Gervais uh, Afterlife season two comes out soon. I know Chris Delia is another yeah, we... great comic. He's got a fucking special coming out soon. So um, I, I know I told you I started doing stand-up comedy. So yeah, man. I, I, you sent me a video. Of some of it. Yeah. it was good. Yeah. It was yeah. Good. What anything else going before I let you go? Anything else going on with that? Are you doing more stand up? I can, well, it's, everything is closed now. So yeah, right oh, when I was course, at my yeah. crux of doing it, I was starting to do it like uh, a couple times a week. I was able to, you know, uh, to really. And plus, I was like, I was working out shit with my friends. I'd go hang out with my buddies and and uh, and smoke cigars, and I would fucking try my act out on them. And if I made them laugh, I would write it down, and then I would. I was going to take that stage and then everything kind of got squashed. So it's been a while. So as soon as everything comes back to normal or, or whatever it comes back to and I get back in the clubs and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to start doing that more too. Good. So, cool. yeah, all right, man. man. So anyway, right. everyone stay safe out there. Thank guys, you. Man. You know, you too, Jen, give your wife a big hug for me Will and uh, tell the kids, uh, Mandalorian. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Thank you. Wow.
Kill right here on Talking Metal, featuring, of course, Rob Dukes, the guy we just had a conversation with, and it's always great to uh, catch up with him. The name of that song, by the way, is There Is No Hope, and that sometimes I thought that was kind of a good title because, man, with everything going on, I, I, I there's mornings I wake up feeling that way, but I actually think there is hope. Let's stay healthy, guys. Let's Keep it going. Go support Rob Dukes. He's got some great music out there. Fragile Mortals. If you haven't heard of that, that's the project he did with Daryl McDaniels of Run DMC. Rob Rob is just constantly cranking out good stuff, and I'm always looking forward to it. He's a true artist, a true Star Wars fan. Thanks, Rob. We'll talk to you guys next time, all right? Stay safe. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, 
Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.